Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast, Episode 7. In this episode, we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a worship leader? Uh, what do you need to do to become a worship leader? We've had a few people come to the churchcollective.com and, and have left questions saying, hey, I, I feel like I should be a worship leader. I feel like God's got a call on my life to do music ministry, but I don't really know where to start. So a few of our worship leaders got together and talked about that for a little while. And then stay tuned after that discussion, because uh, I do an interview with Brandon Savage, uh, the uh, worship leader that went to Kenya last month. Uh, and he took some guitars that we were able to raise enough money for and send them over there. Uh, we, I was able to sit down with him and, and unpack with him how the, the trip went. So uh, stay tuned after we talk about what it means to be a worship leader to hear the interview with Brandon Savage. And again, uh, if you are following us on Twitter or uh, if you like us on Facebook, um, we really appreciate that. And also on Instagram, we've been having this great community building there using the hashtag The Church Collective. So we would love for you to use that hashtag to show us where it is that you're, you're doing worship. We, it's just it's been really tremendous to be able to see pictures of uh, worship going on all around the world, and we would love to be able to pray with you. So here we go, the Church Collective Podcast, Episode 7. Tell me what I got to work on. I love singing. It's hard that note, song. man. It's fun. It's fun. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. So we had a wonderful, wonderful time of worship this morning, and had everybody come towards the stage uh, as we charged our new lead pastor that we uh, voted and affirmed this weekend. Well, I don't know. We don't know what the results are yet, but I'm sure he was affirmed. Well, no, next week. But we all voted for him, and we came forward. And, and in our service, we use that as an opportunity to have everybody stay forward and worship, and, and I think just unanimously positive, which is really cool. We did um, some really great songs. So that was cool. If you're thinking about doing that, I encourage you to do it. If it seems like your your room has people that are excited about um, coming forward, you got to make sure you got those those people that want to do it. Um, there's just a great sense of community for that. But that is another podcast episode. In this episode. Um, kind of based on some of the emails that we've been getting uh, on the churchcollective.com of, from younger guys, um, one gal too, that are saying, I, I feel like God has called me to be a, a worship leader, and I don't know where to start. Um, so I've pulled together some worship leaders here, um, just to go around the room. This is, I'm Ryan here, we've got Jan, Shauna, Brian, Emily, Matt, and Ben. And Ben. So some of us do some worship leading. Some of us are uh, actually every one of the people in here in the room do worship leading. There's musicians and worship leaders in here um, in varying degrees. Some of us uh, intern or ha- have a full-time job doing this um, or just have another job and, and work at the church. So um, to start, uh, for me, as I've been thinking about how to respond, I'm going to be calling back some of you guys this week if you're listening to this before you've heard from me. Um, to start, for me to to really become a a worship leader uh, you've got to really invest yourself musically um, and invest yourself spiritually in the bible um, because the the life of any christian and especially a worship leader is going to be the bible Um, but then we also have the practical uh, application of psalm 33 3 which tells us to play our instruments skillfully to sing to the lord a new song Um, and i I really take that to heart and and you can really see those people that that are doing um, musicianship they're 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 becoming stronger worship leaders on their instrument because uh, they see it as an act of worship to god that that they're growing in skill is is serving god and it's also serving uh, the body of christ Um, what do you guys think 
Yeah, yeah I think that's a big, yeah, that's a <laughs> exactly. big deal. Um, it, it's worship leadership, if properly done, um, it should be a joyful burden. Like you should feel um, like a like a like a uh, just a deep desire to do it um, to the point where you, you understand that it's not you're not a rock star probably and ninety percent of worship leaders probably ninety nine percent of worship leaders aren't ever going to be worship rock stars, um, but there's that double duty um, that you're. You're a musician. You're going to be training people, most likely, if you're in a high level of worship leadership. Um, but you're also a pastor. You're directing service. You're leading people. Like your job is, if 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 uh, the group was a boat, your job is to captain that boat into the presence of the Lord. Um, to use that analogy terribly. Um, so there's a lot <coughs> that is weighing on that position, and it's definitely work. It's not just like I'm going to be a worship leader mm-hmm. and like. Yay! What? How, how would you guys? I mean, you can speak from your own personal experiences, but what? What would be the difference? Like for me, I felt God was calling me to do this as a job. I serve as a worship pastor at uh, Shelter Cove Community Church, and so I invested my education and all that uh, towards going there. But um, you don't have to be a full-time paid worship leader. Like churches don't need a, a, a vocational worship leader. Like. How, how is it for you guys in your lives? Like, what, what would be the difference? How, say, you're a young guy and you're trying to figure out if you're, your God wants you to be a worship leader. How, what, what would you look for? What would you use to delineate between maybe I need to do that for a job or maybe, you know, God has me uh, going into the workplace but then also just serving at my local church? There's a lot of places where worship leadership can happen. It's not on a church stage. Um, there's opportunities, like if you're part of a home group or small group and that you know, that group does worship or you feel a desire, hey, I don't want to do worship here. Um, you know, those, those are, that's a musical opportunity. If you find in conversation, you're one of those people that always kind of has an exhortation or like positive word for somebody that comes from spirit, that, that's a worship leadership in conversation. Um, so, and then there's a lot of churches that just don't have the budget for full-time worship positions and especially all over the world. I mean, that's, it's a very American thing that I'm going to go work at a church and be a worship pastor. Mm-hmm. Most churches don't actually have that position and it's becoming rarer and rarer. So um, there's great opportunities if you feel yourself called. If you, if you sit at home with your, with your leadership instrument, if it's a piano or guitar or whatever, and, and you're worshiping at home, that's a good sign that that's something that, you know, is going to carry over, I guess. Make yourself available somewhere mm-hmm. and then also <clears throat> become faithful in it even if you don't have any there's no reward if you can't be looking for a reward in it mm-hmm. it's got to be purely like out of the desire of your heart like a, you find joy in it and the, the simple reward is like knowing that you're praising God that you're helping other people do that hmm. it's definitely a different feeling worshiping Playing music for worship than playing music for, you know, a band or your mm-hmm. self your self project. It's it's definitely different. I mean, because I've done I've done both now, and I think I didn't know I was always drawn to worship, but I never had the courage to try because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh man, like I don't know. Because that's a whole different uh, pressure because yeah. you're you're not performing per se for people. You're you're. You're helping people get closer to God, yeah. and it's a it's a high pressure job because you have to be good. You ha- you can't be distracting. You can't mess up. Mm-hmm. So I just like I terrified me a lot, but um, but once you you have courage enough to do it, it's totally a different feeling. The first time I ever played at like one of the college groups, the first time I ever play- I sang and I played, 
I, it was an overwhelming feeling that I could barely even sing because there was just like so much feeling going <laughs> like through me yeah. that I had a different reaction and I almost kind of like had to like kind of stand back a little bit and just kind of cool. like okay where am I at, where am I at? okay <laughs> okay so let's let's keep singing like it was it was an interesting like feeling and you know it, it gets addicting so like <laughs> it does because I mean like I've been playing you know up and down West Coast and stuff and it's just been the same thing over and over again but like Every time I play at Shelter Cove, it's just different because it's it's not for people; it's for God, and it just fills you up. It's it's crazy. Like, yeah, you you have to have it. Like, I haven't had it in a couple of weeks until today, and I was just like, oh my God, that's so awesome! <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. yeah, there's a certain amount of community that you experience as a worship leader that you don't experience in just playing music um, on your own. Um, like, there's you feel like you and the crowd are together working on going somewhere and you should as, as a worship leader you should feel a burden for the spiritual nature of the people that you're leading like that's the big thing it's like are we going there together it's not i'm running off and going to go to head to worship place and you guys are coming to follow me mm -hmm. um that's i think a big mark of like if someone's a worship leader they're like in their heart they're going to be a burden for their crowd yeah. um, or not the crowd but congregation the congregation, people who yeah. they're leading and I think that's an important thing. We try our best to do it. It's difficult because we have a real short changeover for the beginning of our service, but the, the community aspect of our service is really powerful. That It's our, it's our friends. It's uh, the worship ministry um, that we're, we're a part of is bigger than just those that are on the platform. So at any given point, we'll have you know the people on the platform, and there's you know at least five to ten people in the crowd that are also a part of the worship ministry. So it, it's the, there's this great sense of community, like you said, that, that we're not... We're not a band performing. We are um, just happen to be the people on the stage with the instruments in our hands, um, going along with the room, leading them uh, to the throne of God, which is tremendously, uh, like you said, it's a, it's a tremendous um, responsibility to, to do properly. Um, so if there's any encouragement, if you're thinking about becoming a, a worship leader, it's uh, it's got to be that you've got to stay in your Bible. You've got to just you, you've got to become closer and closer to God. Um, because if you don't do that, you can run dry really quick in, in any ministry position. If you're working at the church and you're not filling yourself up, um, you're not going to be able to pour yourself out for very long. So especially if you're a young guy and you're not involved in um, anything yet, now's your time to dig in uh, real deep, learn about God, and to, to practice your instruments so that, that you can be prepared for the opportunity that, that God lays before you, which will come um, if you're faithful and, and you keep plugging away uh, at your, your musicianship and, and never forget that. God calls us to to strive uh, to be better musicians. Like it's good to practice, but if there was anything uh, to ever practice for, it would be for worship. One last thing I think is really important is to remember that, or to realize and accept that. I would say it's very likely that the beginning is very very humble. <laughs> so don't expect awesomeness and. Um, rock star status sure. in the beginning or at any point. Right, yeah, don't mm -hmm. chase the rock star. Then. I, I think have, we've yeah. probably all started very embarrassingly. <laughs> and even when it gets to the point where you're doing what you want, like, you're still not going to be able to do what you want <laughs> if you're in a yeah. church setting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's this huge tension between as a leader uh, whose desire is to see everybody worship to want that to be the number one thing your church does and how come this isn't so important to everybody but me and you're going to have this like singular like burden for that and um, no matter how good your church is at supporting you in that 
you're always going to be the person who's most concerned about worship. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to have that struggle of like, you know, making like, like, why doesn't anybody support me? Why is it so hard? And it's, <laughs> um, you know, it's, and that's a great mark that you're doing the right thing. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, you're never a rock star. If you want to go be a rock star, go be a rock star. Go play <laughs> pop music and do your thing. And that's totally cool. But the, um, you know, just understand it's a completely different feeling and a completely different right. burden and uh, leadership yeah. skill set. Go waste 10 years of real life playing in stupid dive bars. Bars, dive bars. Yeah. People that are drunk out of their minds. And then 10 years later, you're doing the same thing. But <laughs> I, I, I think there's you. a fair amount. Um, I know personally, I mean, it's, it's almost like the, the progression of any musician is like you pick up your instrument and you start it. And, and I guess in some way, when we begin our musicianship, like there's always in the back of your mind, like, hey, maybe I could be, you know, not a rock star per se. Like I want all the glitz and the glamour and whatever. But like there's a certain amount of I'm picking this up for my vanity, um, just from the people I've talked to. Um, very few actually pick up the instrument with the intention of going into worship ministry there's always like for me i started playing guitar just because i was making fun of a friend when i was 14 who like i didn't think he could play guitar very well so i was like i could do better than that and like I, that that's my story that's how i started playing the guitar i'm not <laughs> proud of it um but it's funny and it's definitely not like i didn't pick it up and like the lord is going to do tremendous things through me and my instrument as i held it up like you know it was a it was a process and i went through the you know going through being in bands and playing small things bigger things you know um, and I think we all as musicians go through that journey of um, I think God kind of culls us as we're reading the Bible as we're drawing closer to him like oh no maybe he's preparing me with this musicianship um, to use it for his glory uh, the other thing I wanted to mention too is um, if you're new and you don't really know what to play how to play you want to be a worship leader is um, find a mentor um, at your local church approach your worship leader uh, if that worship leader doesn't want to work with you, that's a bummer. Um, you should find someone that wants to pour into you. Reach out to us at the Church Collective. We've got uh, a lot of worship leaders here who would be able to Skype with you, um, you know, email you, give you some encouragement. But it's really important that you, you uh, talk with somebody who's gone down the path um, who could help you uh, avoid the same mistakes that they made um, to get you to the point and musically that, that you can do it and spiritually. Um, so don't, don't try to go it alone for sure. And if you have internet, I mean, I've used this countless times. I've just gone on YouTube and just YouTube random lessons, scales, yeah. chords, mm-hmm. chord shapes, different things. It's that's a useful resource. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can do all the training in the world yeah. without even didn't exist in my day. There was no YouTube when I started guitar. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's tremendous resource even for worship. There's there's direct resources on how to play specific licks and leads and instrumentation. There's even some stuff on our, on our website. At the church collective there'll be more as the days continue but um yeah find a mentor it's really big don't be a rock star but uh stay humble read the word of god yeah, that's the best thing about having a mentor that's in worship ministry is that that person's going to be able to see you and you know call you out on that type of stuff and it's not going to just be you doing your own thing mm-hmm. um but you're going to get that spiritual direction too with someone who has experience so yep. yes very very helpful good chat Again, if you think that God's got a call on your life to be a worship leader or a worship pastor, maybe it's a job you want to, want to do or you want to get involved at your church, please head over to thechurchcollective.com, fill out the contact form. We would love to be able to get in touch with you. Be, I would love to be able to personally talk with you or uh, connect you with one of our worship leaders that would be able to mentor you. Now, we're going to move on to the interview with Brandon Savage, uh, what he did in Kenya with those guitars that we were able to send with him. Here we go. Yeah, so you've been back from Africa for, gosh, two, three weeks now? Yeah, it's been a few weeks, so... um, Yeah, we haven't had a chance to sit down, so... Yeah, life has been busy with weddings and stuff around the the offices and things like that, so... 
cool. no, Africa was a really cool time. Um, I was able to post a lot of updates while we were there. I, I believe, uh, Ryan, you posted something up on uh, the Church Collective, or, or maybe yeah, you tagged got a them. few pictures. Got the, the yeah. video you sent uh, with um, the, the gal that was over there. Di- Diane. Diane. Okay. Yeah, uh, Diane Warren. Um, it was really cool to see uh, her just kind of change over the time that I was there. Uh, she already knew a little bit of, of how to play guitar, mm-hmm. um, but she, as she was there and, and I led worship for our, our small groups each night. She was part of that and she just was getting more and more excited that she had guitars there to uh, uh, to kind of take and, and, and to teach other people with. Uh, she had spent, I believe it was 10 years in uh, in Peru or, or Chile or some other country okay. and she had, she's been in, in uh, Kenya for, for eight years now I believe and she said she hasn't since she left uh, the place she was at before, she said she hasn't really had an opportunity to, to play much. Um, and so you could tell the fire just lighting inside of her as I was there and as I was able to teach her some more things. And she was just kind of uh, rejuvenated by the fact that I had brought some guitars, the fact that I was teaching her how some strumming patterns, things of that nature. So right. that was really cool to see um, kind of that transform over the, the two weeks or so that I was there. Cool. So what was her musical background uh, when you got there? Uh, not much at all. Um, she played guitar, and that was the extent of it. She had taken lessons at one point, and she um, just kind of, kind of just played around on it. Um, she had played before for some kind of worship, but it was always very rudimentary, mm-hmm. um, just very straightforward. Nothing very um, thought through um, that much. Um, so she had trouble trouble with strumming. Uh, some of the rhythms out. It was usually just a straight, straight strum that she would do, sure. um, and then as well as just kind of musical ideas about how when to when to build the music and things like that, which you can do even with an acoustic right. uh, guitar. So uh, that was kind of what I spent some time. I also spent some time with her on uh, how to place capos in different areas and change the keys because uh, you had provided a songbook for me to take over, and she was kind of playing through it and asking me some questions about some, and she's like, "Well, this one's." too high for me. I'm like, well, it's relatively easy to switch the key around. You yeah. just kind of have to know the structure of it. So I wrote up a chart for her about how to how to move all that stuff around and how to how to find what capo and what chord you'll be playing in that capo cool. and that kind of thing. So uh, those were kind of the basics that I taught her. When the, I mean, it was a short time while I was there, sure. um, and I tried to do as much as I could. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that she... Uh, she was excited. She was ready to take it and run with it. And she, there's a, a boy by the name of Stephen there who um, is an agape boy who graduated from the agape ministry. Um, and he actually had, I met him, he had played for me once. He happened to pick up the guitar and play a song that uh, we were playing over there, uh, which was Every Move I Make. Um, and he just started playing it and he just light, lit up when he was playing it. So That's I, awesome. I kind of asked Diane, I was like, can you make sure he... You know, he gets roped into this because he was really excited. He yeah. doesn't have a guitar of his own, so when he played mine, he was like, "Oh, so excited!" That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what, like, what's the week-to-week worship culture like there? Like, do they meet weekly for church services on Sundays? Is there meeting? Yeah, yeah. There's a weekly uh, Sunday service. Um, they they usually gather in this uh, what what. It's like their mess hall. It's their cafeteria, um, and they just kind of clear out the tables and put the benches down in kind of a, a pew, pew style rowing. And then um, there's a lady by the name of Winfred there, and she leads their worship services. They they tend to do um, like one English, one in English, and then the other two in Swahili. Um, so that was cool to be a part of that because I got to play some percussion sometimes when they were were doing that. Um, they have a they have a piano player right now 
over there that are keys. He just kind of plugs into a, a system and uh, and then he he transposes because he knows he only knows certain keys on the sure. on the keyboard or chords. And so he just transposed it to whatever they needed to be. Yeah. So that's kind of how the service goes. They didn't have uh, any any guitars or anything like that at first, but uh, that's the idea that Stephen um, he he actually wants to br- bring guitars in and start playing. So when I got back from I got when I was over there, um, they had do have a PA uh, kind of a makeshift PA, um, and they were using the cables and the cables were just all messed up and were you, you just touch them the wrong way and they're yeah. they turned the cut out so i actually um there was another group heading out after i got back from uh from agape and um i took some just quarter inch cables and some speaker cables to the agape campus and or the agape office here in modesto oh really and they they uh they took them over there so um they, awesome. they were expecting <laughs> that and uh, that was the only thing that that we could have had in addition to um, to the guitars, but uh, it was a really nice those tuners. Uh, we sent some tuners over there, and uh, they're they're hand cranked, so you yeah. don't have to have any batteries, which is really nice. And sure. that's one thing that that's one of the main reasons why Diane hadn't played much because she didn't know how to tune it. She wasn't good at tuning it. She didn't have a tuner, cool. and so it was a blessing for her to have that too. Go. Yeah, and that was one of the big things when we sent those guitars. It's like we we sent a Baby Taylor and then a, a Breed Love. I can't remember the mm-hmm. model number, but the point was. When we send instruments on these trips, uh, we want to make sure that they're actually going to hold tune. They're going to sound good, you know, because so often people send some junky guitars out. Yeah, now, I was a little worried about just getting them there because of, sure. of the yeah, way how, the, how the airlines work. <laughs> um, the airlines were actually really cool about it. Um, I was kind of given the impression that they were going to be jerks about it and not let us carry it on right. and want to charge us for it. And uh, But they actually, like, on, on certain ones I'd walk on and, and uh, the attendants would just say, hey, can I put that in the... Uh, we, we flew British Airlines, so they... Yeah. Can I put that in the wardrobe? Nice. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. And so it sat nicely up front in the wardrobe and I, just gra- I grabbed it when I, I cool. got off the plane. So uh, despite... Uh, we had to load the plane a couple of times. We had some difficulties and I uh, had to keep putting them up and down, putting them up and down. Uh, but other than that, it, they, they made they it got, over there. Yeah, they got there <laughs> yeah. just fine and, and it was pretty relatively easy to get on the planes and stuff so sure what um do you have any observations on like the worship culture over there compared to the way we do church here and we're in california i mean what what kind of differences did you have any insights and well some it? some similarities um these the boys over uh, i mean i in the the worship that i experienced were younger kids um, and so it, I was kind of surprised to find out that it was very similar to leading a, a junior high group in, mm. in the States. Okay. They love movement. They love dancing. They love uh, clapping and things like that. Um, of course, they tend to be more rhythmic, and so they, they clap, and they'll always, almost always have a, a four-count clap. And then you'll right. get just randomly people popping in, adding some extra eighth or sixteenth notes cool. or uh, triplets or whatever claps. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And that was the main difference that I saw was just the clapping. Um, also, we went to uh, we went to the Remand Center, which is a, a kind of like a juvenile hall where where kind of boys who are unwanted, boys who are criminal or do things that aren't good, they they get sent there. Um, and we went there, and I'll, when we went there, there was a lot of older boys there, about 16, 17, 18, as well as all the way down to youngers, and and a few girls were there too. Um, and we went there with the intent of leading a worship service there. And this isn't a Christian-based organization there. Um, Gape is, but the Remand Center is not. So I was like, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to go, you know. Um, and we walked in there, and when I started, uh, we were doing um, the Deep Cries Out, the, the dancing to the Deep Cries Out um, by Bethel. And we, uh, 
I started playing it, and they just like they just totally changed. Just like the the minute something, the minute I started playing and singing, they were just ready to worship and ready to dance and sing to God. So I was kind of surprised by that, and that was really cool because usually, uh, you know, you need a few songs just to get people warmed up. Uh, with my experience here in the states, right. it's just yeah. kind of you got to have a few songs get them warmed up, get them jumping around, and then finally they'll they'll come up to a custom to worshiping but um sure. so they were just ready to worship at, at a drop of a dime pretty much that's really cool yeah thank you for listening to the church collective podcast if you would do us the favor of heading over to itunes and subscribing and uh leaving a, a rating it really helps us be able to get the word out uh, again we have some campaigns coming up we are just about ready to send some guitars to cambodia but we could still use your help to do that uh, there's a couple other great things coming so stay tuned to the church and please continue to use that hashtag the church collective as we all collectively worship our god and help each other become better worshipers god bless you